This is Mental Health and You with WCPA. We're your hosts, Taylor Kennedy, Caitlin Schaefer, and Jacqueline Simplecamp. Our podcast covers mental health topics for you. From us, licensed mental health professionals. Let's get to this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Mental Health and You with WCPA. Thanks for joining us today for our first Ask the Therapist episode. We are so excited for these Ask the Therapist episodes because we feel it's a great way to get our community involved in our podcast. We put out a poll on our Instagram to see what kinds of mental health podcast topics our followers were interested in, and we got a lot of really good submissions and suggestions for topics, so I thank everyone who was brave enough and submitted a response to our poll. So with that being said, one person submitted a really interesting topic that we feel is important to discuss, and that topic is talking about how to know it's time to find a therapist or start therapy. It's a really important topic to consider. It's hard sometimes to know the signs of when you should seek some professional support. So some of the things to keep in mind and focus on would be times when maybe you just aren't feeling like yourself, times where you aren't finding joy in the things that you typically would find joy in, Wanting to spend less time with friends or family, keeping to yourself a little bit more, having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning or falling asleep. Um, There's quite a few different things, you know, and they can range from things that maybe would be considered normal to things that we definitely um, know are not normal Um, and, and all the things in between. We do also want to acknowledge that if you are having feelings of any type of self-harm or a lack of hope, those are definitely times to reach out um, for support, whether that's from a mental health professional or to an extreme extent, um, reaching out and calling 911 or a hotline. I completely agree. I think this is a great topic. And I was actually so excited when someone submitted it on our Instagram poll. I think that the warning signs and indicators that you need to start therapy can look different for different people based on their situations and then what they're going through. So, you know, if you're having flashbacks, if you have headaches, trouble sleeping, loss of appetite, poor hygiene, these are all basic indicators that something's going on and you deserve support for those. So, I I think it's important that we go over the overarching themes and warning signs, but also specific indicators that can present for different people. So let's just each go through and kind of name a few things um, in our professional experience that we notice um, people coming and starting their therapy journey because of. So those, you know, really basic needs that you mentioned, those are some of the first things to start to... I don't want to say decline, but be affected. So if you're not eating enough or eating more than you typically do or not sleeping enough, those sorts of things. And something I've had a lot of clients say too is that, oh, they're not really sure if they need counseling, like they're not thinking about the problem all the time. Well, you don't really have to be thinking about it constantly. It doesn't mean it's not there. So you can still be affected by something and not be completely aware that it's going on. Caitlin, what have you noticed? Yeah, Jacqueline, I would totally agree. And I think it's really important to note here that um, you want to almost seek help before it gets to a point where you are thinking about it all the time, before it becomes too overwhelming and you feel like you're out of control or you can't um, handle the situation that's presenting itself. So um, with me, you know, especially with my younger kiddos, I'll start there. I notice parents saying that they see their children acting out their behaviors have maybe escalated. 
um, whether that's more tantrums, more not wanting to do their homework, which can maybe be natural sometimes, right? But maybe that's escalated a bit. A lot of kind of short-tempered things. Maybe they're not sleeping. Maybe they're having an increased need for attachment to mom or dad or an adult. Um, So maybe they're not able to sleep on their own. Or maybe they don't want to go to school because they're scared about being away from mom or dad. All of these things, these behaviors that would be outside of a child's normal or typical behavior are signs that something might be going on and they might need some support. Caitlin, I think you named a lot of really good indicators for our youth and our children and for parents to take note in. And I would just like to highlight a few other things that might resonate more with um, adults or these adults might be noticing them in children as well. So things such as a low frustration tolerance, right? So Mm -hmm. it might be really irritable and they're like, I don't know why. I have a lot of people that tell me I just feel blah, like Mm -hmm. I'm just flat. And I think that that sometimes is their way of expressing like something's off with me. Um, And they're noticing like their emotional regulation is off. You know, they're avoiding certain situations, right? Maybe they had a past trauma. And so now they're just avoiding those situations altogether, those typical conditions um, in an in an effort to cope with what's going on in their brain and, you know, maybe some of the anxieties or symptoms that they're experiencing in relation to that trauma. I would love to hear, Jacqueline, is there anything that you think we haven't gone over that are some really good indicators you've noticed in your population? Yeah. So good indicators, again, can kind of be a low frustration point. So people get more agitated or angry over things they may not have before. Something I think that is a huge barrier to pursuing counseling is feeling like you're weak or maybe you don't need help or shouldn't be getting help. You know, you can handle it on your own type of thing. And I just want people to know that it actually makes you very strong to seek help. It's not an easy thing to do. And going to therapy can be very daunting if you don't know what to expect. I think that Jacqueline, you hit it perfectly. I noticed so many people in this country and the world as a whole feel like it makes them weak or inferior if they need help. But in reality, it takes immense strength and courage to not just settle for that quality of life and push yourself to explore therapy, to explore your mental health, and to lean into that super uncomfortable feeling. Taylor, I totally agree. And something I think that's important to note here is when we're talking about children in therapy, I find sometimes that parents will tell me that they feel like they're they're a bad parent or that why can't I handle this on my own or am I doing something wrong? And the simple answer is you're not a bad parent. And and typically there is just something extra going on that you're right, you're not aware of within the child and so it's really takes a lot of effort and courage sometimes for parents to acknowledge that they need help with their child and um it's it's really important though to reach out and to know that you will not be judged um, for for seeking help. And actually, we are um, are proud of that step to get the child help and to get the family help because really, when a child is struggling, you know the parents end up struggling in some capacity and the family as a whole. And so, it's wonderful that we can step in and really support the whole family in um, you know getting on a good track. I think I even notice in my young adults, college kids, they have noticed 
people around them, like their peers and their friends are more accepting than maybe they might have thought originally Mm -hmm. when they do bring up their mental health struggles or when they do start therapy. I have had multiple clients who have been super brave and transparent with their friends about their mental health struggles following starting therapy. And I think it's been super eye-opening for them how accepted and supported it is or supportive they are because mental health has been so taboo for so long. Mm -hmm. And so we have all these stigmas. And then when it's like, okay, I'm going to push the barrier a little bit. I'm going to start therapy. And then I'm going to go tell a friend or a sibling or my parent. I mean, it just takes a whole different layer of courage um, and vulnerability that I think is just remarkable. And with that being said, I think if you open up to friends and family about seeing a therapist, you'll be really surprised at how many of them have a therapist as well. I think it's becoming increasingly more common to seek out help, which I think we can all agree we're really glad to see. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think it's important to give yourself permission to seek help and accept that it's something that's going to just support the changes you're trying to make for yourself and... Along with seeing a therapist, it's also good to seek support from your friends and family. So when you're getting that professional help, it will help get you between sessions to ask for help from friends and family when you need it. And not only asking for help, but just engaging with them. I think sometimes we might feel like we need to talk about this stuff going on all the time, but really just having conversations about anything that you enjoy can be helpful too. And Speaking about having conversations, you know, we mentioned in our first episode that that is part of why we started this podcast. We want to start a conversation. We want to be able to really break those stigmas of talking about mental health and normalizing getting help and support. And so that's why this was such an important topic for us to cover today and follow up as our second episode, because it can be very difficult to know when to ask for support. It can also be difficult to take this step to reach out and make a call or send an email. And so we are here to share these topics and to just improve and increase this conversation. And it really allows our community to engage with us and to normalize um, seeking help. And we just want to thank you guys for being with us on this journey. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us this week and participating on our Instagram polls. We encourage you to reach out for help when you've noticed some of the signs we've talked about. So if anything we've discussed kind of resonates with you, we definitely want you to know that it's okay to reach out and our practice is here for you. So there are tons of amazing community resources that could be extremely beneficial to getting your specific need met. And if that need is private therapy and that's the route you want to take, our practice is available to you as well. Call us at 314-275-8599 or go to our company website, wcpastl.com. On our website, you can find all of our professional providers and decide who'd be the best fit for you. Thanks so much for providing that info, Taylor. I think it's very beneficial for people to just have on hand if they need it. So now we'd love to invite you to join us next week as we continue to discuss normalized mental health. Next episode, we'll dive into a conversation about social media and its effect on body image. It's safe to say that we're very passionate about this topic and we feel like it's important to discuss. So you'll definitely want to tune into that. Again, thanks so much for joining us and have a great week.